couple of weeks ago, a parishioner sent me the following email, which included a YouTube link. Father Ray, I'm not sure if you've heard this new song by Carrie Underwood, Something in the Water. If not, take a listen. It's pretty good. So I did, and he was right. It was pretty good. In fact, I would say it was very good. Here are some of the words. You'll be happy to know I'm going to say them, not sing them. <laughs> he said, I've been where you've been before. Down every hallways, a slamming door. No way out. No one to come and save me. Wasting a life that the good Lord gave me. And somebody said what I'm saying to you, opened my eyes, and told me the truth. They said, just a little faith, it'll all get better. So I followed that preacher man down to the river. And now I'm changed. And now I'm stronger. There must have been something in the water. Oh, there must have been something in the water. Well, I heard what he said and I went on my way, didn't think about it for a couple of days. Then it hit me like a lightning late one night. I was all out of hope and all out of fight. Couldn't fight back the tears, so I fell on my knees, saying, God, if you're there, come and rescue me. Felt love pouring down from above. Got washed in the water, washed in the blood, and now I'm changed, and now I'm stronger. My brothers and sisters, it's not often that a Christian song gets favorable reviews from Rolling Stone and Billboard magazines, but I'm happy to say that this one did. According to what I read on one website, Rolling Stone praised the song, calling it a quote-unquote spiritual heartstring tugger. And Billboard gave it four out of five stars, stating, Carrie Underwood offers a message of faith in times of trouble. Actually, this kind of positive reaction from non-religious sources really doesn't surprise me in the least, because I think that the sacrament of baptism, which of course is what this song is all about, that sacrament responds to some very basic human needs that all of us have including the people at Rolling Stone and Billboard magazines. Some of those needs are explicitly mentioned in the song itself. Others are implied. For example, the need that we have, all of us, to change our lives for the better. The need that we have to be forgiven for the things, the bad things we've done in the past. The need that we have to deal with the wound that we all sense that we have at the very core of our being. The need that we have to be strong in the face of temptation, in the face of the trials of life. The need we have to do good and avoid evil. The need that we have to have a relationship with the creator of the universe, the one who made us. The need that we have to know that we are loved the need that we all have to know that we matter. 
Baptism responds to all those needs because, as Carrie Underwood indicates in her song, there is something in the water, so to speak. And that something is what the Church calls sanctifying grace. Sanctifying grace is the grace of baptism. It's the grace of justification. It's the grace that makes us pleasing to Almighty God. It's the grace that makes us Almighty God's adopted children. It's the grace that makes us members of God's family, the Church, and ultimately heirs, heirs to the Kingdom of Heaven. In other words, it's the grace that Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, poured out His blood on that cross and rose from the dead to give us. Yes, Carrie, you are right. There is definitely something, something very special, something very powerful in the water. As the Catechism of the Catholic Church puts it, the whole organism of the Christian's supernatural life has its roots in baptism. Now, since most of us were baptized as infants, we tend to take all of this for granted, do we not? I know that I certainly do. And I was reminded of this this past week as I was reading the story of Joseph Fidele. Joseph Fidele is a man who converted from Islam to Catholicism in Iraq during the reign of Saddam Hussein. This was a man who gave up everything. He gave up his inheritance, which was pretty extensive. His father was a very wealthy man in Iraq at the time. He gave up his family. He gave up his security. He was shot and almost killed by his own uncle and brothers. And why? Because he wanted to be baptized. He wanted to be a Catholic. He longed for that sacrament like a hungry man, a starving man, longs for food. And he was ready to pay whatever price he needed to pay to receive that sacrament. He was a guy who definitely understood that there was something very, very special in that sacramental water. But it took him years, literally years, to attain his goal, because at the time it was against the law in Iraq for a Muslim to become a Christian. In fact, it was not only illegal, it was a crime punishable by death. And so even when he went to Catholic churches, Joseph Fideli was turned away, hard to believe, but true. The priests, you see, were afraid. They were afraid that he was a spy, and that if they baptized him, he would very quickly betray them and turn them into the police. And that would be the end, literally the end for them. Oh, the things we take for granted in these United States, like being able to book baptisms at our local parishes. We take that for granted. You want a baptism? Just call the rectory, right? Not so easy in Iraq at the time of Saddam Hussein. Although I will say this, my brothers and sisters, we better be careful, because there are many people in our country right now who would love to outlaw Christianity if they had the chance. That's one of the reasons you notice we pray so often for religious freedom in our prayers of the faithful at our Sunday Masses. Now you might say, but Father Ray, today is the feast of the baptism of Jesus. 
What exactly does all of this have to do with Jesus' baptism in the Jordan River 2,000 years ago by John the Baptist? Jesus was not a weak sinner like we all are. Well, that's true enough. But there is a very definite connection between his baptism and ours. From one standpoint, at least, you could say that his made ours possible. Here's how one Catholic theologian put it. He said, Jesus does not enter the water of the Jordan to be sanctified like everyone else. No, the Holy One, Jesus, enters the water to sanctify. In other words, to sanctify it. He empowers the water to become no longer just an outward sign, but a vehicle of the Holy Spirit, bringing inner cleansing, rebirth, and transformation. Here, Jesus institutes the sacrament of Christian baptism, something essentially different and greater than the baptism of John, which foreshadowed it. Living as a follower of Jesus Christ, my brothers and sisters, means being faithful to the grace of our baptism. Many Christians, as we all know, don't understand that very simple truth. So they treat baptism like it's an initiation into a club and nothing more. And of course, a good excuse for a party on a Sunday afternoon with your family and friends. No wonder so many of these Catholics don't experience power or joy in their Catholic faith. These people need to sit down for a little catechism lesson with Carrie Underwood. And the good news is, they don't even have to leave their homes to take the class. All they have to do is go on YouTube, like I did the other day, and listen to this song. And I mean, really listen to it. Especially the last verse, which I did not read to you earlier, but which I will read to you now to close my homily. It's my prayer this morning that Carrie Underwood's words here will inspire all of us to a deeper faith in the power of baptism and in its ability to change and transform our lives for the better. She says, And now I'm singing along to amazing grace. Can't nobody wipe this smile off my face. Got joy in my heart, angels on my side. Thank God Almighty I saw the light. Gonna look ahead, no turning back. Live every day, give it all that I have. Trust in someone bigger than me. Ever since the day that I believed, I am changed. And now I'm stronger. There must be something in the water.